The Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast is a service of Flashes O Fun Photography. Flashesofun.com. Affordable family photography, senior pictures, and pet pictures. Book online at flashesofun.com and save $50. And also of Kurtz Brothers Mulch and Soils. Save 38% off at Kurtz Brothers right now and receive your savings in a gift card, which Kurtz encourages you to spend at local businesses to further small business in America. Online, kbcolumbus.com. Use the promo code KBCARES or visit any of their four Central Ohio locations in Dublin, Westerville, Alexandria, and just off I-71 South at Frank Road. Previously on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. But I... I have an HR question I'd like to present to AUI. Okay. Uh, and having a big family is like a small business in a sense. Yeah. So it's time for everybody to... to bye-bye. Go, go. Yeah, yeah, go back okay. to school, you've uh, said. But they're See not, you later. But they're not, they're right? Not going. They're not they going? They're, they're, they're multiplying. They're still like stuck. Well, I don't think the campuses are quite open yet. No. Okay. But we add in the element of boyfriends now oh, yeah. i'm only sharing this story with you yes you have potential and you have <laughs> potential okay, you pinocchio. know that pinocchio commercial yeah, yeah yeah that was a very spot-on pinocchio commercial when have i look had... in this room <laughs> had... i see nothing but potential <laughs> in this basement nothing but potential yeah have you had any uh, luck good morning sir uh thinning the ranks at uh, Shea no, Spielman? they keep uh, multiplying, which is fine because we're moving and I need, so I don't throw my back out and yeah, you uh, hurt help. my hips. I need these guys to lift the heavy stuff. So mm-hmm. it's actually worked out. And again, I just, um, I've decided to mark the food. If there's like there a treat that I want Good that idea. I don't want these uh, vultures gobbling Young up. Young men, I would say, <laughs> the preferred term. <laughs> Young men, <laughs> children, and young men, or vultures, however you decide, it'd be better. They're all good, but I love them all. I do. I love every single guy that comes to my house because they're great young men. But man, do they just eat and eat and eat? Well, I get the chance to uh, meet one of the young men tomorrow. There's a big uh, flashes of fun oh, photo right. shoot going on wow. with uh, Eminem. Yeah. So He's, we'll see how that goes. I don't know if I I probably won't accompany. The, uh, well, who's going to do the uh, lighting and all that? That'll be uh, the minions. The minions <laughs> take care of the lighting. I know my lane and so, I stay in it. So, if somebody's just new to this show, yes, and they hear us called boyfriends, vultures, and our children minions or spawn or <laughs> we said in the in the fondest of terms. <laughs> Just keep take, take, take. We would never say anything bad about anybody who comes around the house. No, we would think it. We would think it, but we wouldn't say it. I love them all. They're good kids, man. (laughs) They treat all my girls. uh, That's the one thing. The biggest, in uh, in all seriousness, now I think the biggest concern you have as a father is that you want the young men that they date or get involved with or have a relationship with, whatever it may be. And you know, I, I watch them all very closely and. All of them are uh, gentlemen, and uh, they and come important. in and they and they greet Carrie and myself, and they try to they ask a question or two to see what's going on, and and it's really uh, they ask how we are doing. Mm-hmm. And, and nice. I, it's really impre- even though the the one in high school, he's he's such a good kid, and he uh, he he's, I. I I do make them feel a little bit. I don't embarrass my girls, but I I do make them feel a little bit uncomfortable at times because you know immediately they're they're all been athletics or they love like sports or sure. draft or whatever you know. So they love talking sports. So I I dive right into it. You know, then question about their training and lifting techniques. And one of them's coming back off of a knee injury that he had. So uh, potentially a college lacrosse player and. You know, probably not a bad thing that mm-hmm. he lost his season because nobody got ahead of him. But yeah. that's a selfish way of looking at. It. But he's such—they're all good kids. So anyway, but they—they they take, take, take. Fantastic. Well, today is Friday, and so that means 
We draw five names today. Yeah, because we only did three last week. We did three last week. We had a fourth winner who said I won before, and we had a little confusion on whether I I entered him twice instead of once because I thought he had nominated someone else. Mm -hmm. He was basically just commending um, the effort. So we'll draw five today, and we'll have Vikings general manager Rick Spielman at uh, 730. Have you done a pre-show interview with him? Did you prepare him? Because I know sometimes you chat with him on your way out. Well, I I do, but uh, it's no, I, I think that. I'm interested in uh, how the NFL is going to look, what he's hearing from the league, and I think sometimes they they keep everybody in the dark. I, I, I really don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I know and I love the fact. I want One thing I want to ask him is Kirk Cousins getting guys together like Tom Brady's getting mm-hmm. guys together because, you know, there's basically kind of a, a new set of receiving core, at least one or two new receivers because of the um, – trade to Buffalo when they got rid of Stephon Diggs. Yeah. And obviously we know the chemistry, how important it is between a quarterback and its receiving crew. Refresh my memory. Yeah, they replaced Diggs in the draft, but I can't remember with who. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's all runs together. I, I don't think it's uh, – They got hoarding they, draft they got it. Yeah, he traded my mom, but my mom flunked yeah. the physical, so she had to come all back. All right, Nancy. Um, they have BZ Johnson, a kid that uh, stepped up last year that was a sixth or seventh round pick. He signed a guy in free agency. I forget who it was. So these are all the questions that we can ask. And so I know there's some Viking fans that listen to our podcast, so I'm sure they'll be interested. And just an NFL uh, perspective overall, I want to see how this pandemic and how the draft, how that will change how he does his job mm-hmm. from now on. And, you know, NFL teams are looking to save all kinds of money some way, somehow, all the time. They're a business, uh, want to make a profit. So we'll see if uh, it was just as efficient as a regular draft. So all these cool things we can talk to him about and any types of uh, personnel questions you may want to ask him. Fantastic. You could ask him about Stefanski if you want. Yeah, well, I don't know, Browns great idea. fans would be interested great in idea. That. Let's break some news on Kevin Stefanski. First of all, you mentioned businesses, and you were at a small business last night. Winans? Yeah, I went to Winans last night. First night out. We're allowed out. Hey. We were given permission. Um I was in Cleveland yesterday, and the stores were packed. What was the parking m- lots were packed? What was the mask situation? Fifty-fifty? Um, no, I'd say seventy mask, thirty not mask. Okay, all right. I was among the thirty. Okay, I will wear one if I'm required. Yeah, or I will I, just choose an alternate store that doesn't require me. It's my choice. Yeah. It's their choice, and it's my choice, and everybody should have the choice. Here's what I did. Uh, I want to, you know, I don't know if this is right or wrong. I went to Nutter Hardware. You know Chuck Nutter, a good friend Chuck Nutter. Mr. Chuck Nutter, yes, sir. And um, the lady was, when I walked in, I said, do you require a mask? She says, it's it's your choice. But she had a mask on, so I said, well, okay. they're required. Yeah. Employees are required. No, for me to come in yeah, the yeah, store. Yeah. So yeah, I no, asked, yeah. and I had one with me, and and. She said, whatever you want. And I put it on because she had one on. I thought, okay. But I'm walking around, and I'm looking at all the folks around, and what's happening and what I started to notice, and this is not only at, at the hardware store, and this wasn't any of Chuck's employees, but it was just other customers, and I've noticed it at other stores, is that if they look around, there's nobody within mm-hmm. 10 yards of them, right? They'll just push it down push so it they down. can breathe. And I noticed that I was doing that. Then if somebody was by me, I would push it up. Which yeah. I don't mean to be divisive, but that def- which I, I would do the same because I wore it once in Costco to pick up my tablet, and right. I hated it. It was difficult to breathe. It was hot. Right. It's going to get hotter. That defeats totally defeats the purpose well, of the mask I don't is think touching it, it with your hands. I, I get that, but, I, all, with it. but also you know, I, I put antibacterial on my hands before I went in. Good. I mean, I go through this checklist. But I guess my point is, isn't the point of the mask to snop, uh, snot or snop, yeah, stop that for sure. or stop any coughing or sneezing? To your part, your my, droplets. Yeah, that's the from, point from of the mask, out, right? Yeah. yeah, now we're getting all this new information and. It's promising information. I say you don't really catch it off surfaces. Kids are not at risk at all. They don't communicate it to adults. All good news. So yeah. hopefully uh, we'll okay. Continue well, I'm just to giving you up. mine. But uh, thank yeah. you to Matt and Adrian. Uh, had a great, great uh, couple uh, glass, two glasses of wine with my wife Carrie. We ordered some of his chocolate down there. We just sat there and. Uh, you have still, to order chocolate because the boyfriends are eating all your yeah, uh, pecan, no kidding, chocolate no covered pecans at home. And, None left. Uh, 
it was just a it was just fun to be out and and sat there and BS with Matt um, for a while and uh, it was just really a it's just fun to have some sense of normalcy again. So we had a great time and thank you Matt and Adrian and I encourage anybody and I'm not just saying this it uh, if it wasn't good I would say it but uh, check out Matt Finkus and Adrian down at Winans in Granby Yard. Really cool. Were you able to pull any strong opinions out of Matt because I know he's a real shrinking violet. He's afraid to give his opinion. <laughs> no, I mean, it's interesting. <laughs> um, I told Matt that he's, a, he's an interesting guy and he's a he's a principled guy. And I think he asked legitimate, fair questions. Um, that's what, yeah. what I think. And I think he's educated and you may not agree, yep. just like you may not agree with your opinion or my opinion. But at least they're legitimate questions, and I think uh, Matt was no Matt was just you know he owns a it was a chill. little yeah. happy camper he's yeah. back open good for him he's yeah and and they're doing the best they can and and they are following all the rules that need to be followed when you have a, a place of uh of where you can eat or have a drink or whatever. Uh, speaking of businesses, Matt Finkus's business, uh, other businesses, Nutter Hardware, and others. They're back open. AUI Info is uh, where you go if you're a small business and you have questions about how to open, how to deal with employees who don't feel safe coming back to work or they need to come back, they want to come back, but you got you know issues there or you want to know how to ramp back up, you want to know how to protect yourself, AUI Info has all the information you need. They're health insurance brokers, but they do so much more, including offering HR services. Julie is their HR specialist, and she has an extensive background in HR. I forgot to tell people this the other day. Uh, when you become an AUI client, they offer to write an employee manual for you. So everything is set out Jeez, in front of you. I mean, they, they do everything. They, they, they do everything. They are all over it, and they want you to become familiar with Julie and with Chrissy, their healthcare specialist. And so, if you're a small business, email SpielmanHooleyPodcast at gmail.com, and we're going to give away, next Wednesday, an hour Zoom call with Julie. I mean, you can go in person if you want, yeah. but probably more convenient. Uh, if you do it on Zoom, and Julie will answer all your HR questions, and you'll become, it's not a sales thing, it's like just, that's the way they give back, they want to give back, they're very impressed with our giving efforts, and so uh, auiinfo.com, they're in Akron, they service the entire state of Ohio, and they can do individuals too, you do not pay more when you go with AUI, the people who they put you with, the insurance companies and things like that, they pay AUI the fee, so you're not on the hook for any more money, you'll actually save money, because you won't make the mistakes that you make when you wade into these kinds of murky waters and you don't know the answers. AUIinfo.com. Uh, I would How have to it? say uh, the uh, prognosis on the uh, Spielman CBD, I was... Are you sure you want the prognosis as the word you want to use right now? Prognosis? What's wrong yeah. with All prognosis? All right, go ahead. What, go ahead. What, what... Prognosis is, is promising, I would say. My pain in my neck to my somewhat to my... Well, I don't say surprise because I believe in homeopathic. <laughs> I just thought, you know, is it, but it's, my pain is diminished. Now, I had a really sore neck, so it's not yeah. all the way gone. No. But it's definitely diminished. And you know how I could tell? I had to back my truck up a curved driveway yesterday in it's Cleveland. surprising, isn't it? So I don't trust the backup camera. And there's a drop off on one side, which I don't want to, you know, put the truck in a ditch. So I have to crane and turn my neck around to look, and I could do it. And the day, the time I was up there before, I couldn't really do it. Well, you used the roll-on. It's uh, it's surprising, isn't it? Yeah, it is surprising. And We're using it with our pets to see how that. I goes. yeah, we also have, yeah, we have pet grade uh, CBD oil for your pets. Yeah, here's the thing, and I, I want to get into the Gene Smith's thing, yep. but uh, get I didn't. I said, look, when we left here, I said I want you to try it. If you don't like it, fine. Yeah. It may not work. It may work for you. It may not. It works for me. And I describe it as people with pain. It takes the it takes the edge off a little bit. It's it's done it with me. It's very surprising. Like you don't expect it to work like it works as far as taking the edge off. Yeah. And at least that's been your experience. In my experience, after a day, and I'll put it on like three times during the day. Yeah. Are you supposed to rub it in, or are you supposed to let it dry on your I skin? I just what I well what I find effect. I take I gave you the roll on. Yeah. So I roll it on and I kind of like press it hard on it. Okay. That's just me. Yeah. I roll it on. Of course might, it is. Yeah, and I just let it set and okay. let it go in. Let it dry. So yeah, it's it's good. So CB or SpielmanCBD.com. If you're interested, now we're going to draw four names for two hundred five names. Five names. Two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. Now, not that's each. Not two hundred fifty dollars each. Yep. So COVID here we go. Nineteen relief. 
Your first name is uh, Sean Hammond. Sean Hammond. You know Sean? I don't. All right. I can't see what I can't. Sean Hammond for his daughter Bailey. All right. Way to go, Bailey. Uh, Michelle Colley for Wendy Suarez. Okay, and uh, Wendy Suarez uh, says here has medical issues. Okay. Herb Howenstein. Stein, well, there we Stein. know. We know Herb Howenstein. Uh For Courtney and whoever else she wrote. Herb Howenstein, uh, play-by-play voice for many years of OSU baseball, OSU women's basketball. Uh, he nominates uh, Courtney. She has uh, Courtney Kaiser, I believe the name. Boys 12 and 11. Okay. Way to go, Herbie. Mm-hmm. Saw Herb at OSU uh, a while back. Good. Uh, nice to know Herb listens to the podcast. Cody Hostetler. Cody Hostetler. Sounds like a Plain City man. <laughs> For John Webster, okay? Don't know that story, but yeah. thank you very much. And I'll let you read that. I can't. I can't make it out? Uh, Josh Snyder for Sarah, Ryan, and their son. So that's excellent. Yeah. There you go. There you go. It's that easy, folks. That easy. Um, so is ordering from Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Get uh, 15% off. Use the promo code WeTackleLife. But you can also donate that to COVID-19 Relief. Tell them in the comment section, hey, I found about found you on Spielman and Hooley, but I want you to donate your my discount to COVID-19 Relief. There you well, go. we received a check from them. So someone received $250 thanks to uh, Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. They buy direct from Grower. They'll roast it to your specifications. Nicaragua, Thailand, Indonesia, whole bean or ground. And the coffee is phenomenal. Mr. Spielman's uh, new go-to. You said no more Starbucks now that you've no. uh, discovered Hemisphere. I had House Blend this morning. Gotta, Two of them already. Got to keep it away from the uh, boyfriends, though. Yeah, everything. K-cups, roast, beans, whatever you want. HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. All right, Gene Smith. Uh, teleconference on Monday. And the Ohio State Athletic Director. Uh, I, I like that Gene is saying that, you know, there's some decisions we can't make yet because we're getting more information all the time and sure. we're evaluating things all the time. And I like that approach rather than these places that are making announcements about we're going to close this down or this down five months from now. It makes the most sense. Anyway, a couple of the uh, headlines to me, they're going to bring them back June 8th. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a 15,000 square foot weight room. Yes, I told you it was very yeah. large. They're going to allow 10 guys in that room at a time. Then they're going to sanitize it after they're done, mm-hmm. and then 10 more. He thinks they can only get 50 guys in there per day. If you think they're not being careful, I think that is um, I'll overly just, cautious. I'll just, well, I think it's overly cautious. I'll just say it's extremely cautious because each guy's got 1,500 square feet to himself, yeah. which I know they're all at the, you know different stations and stuff, or maybe the same station. But it seems to me that's overkill. But they don't want to get criticized, and they're you know being purposeful and stuff. So great. The other headline was he said they've looked at social distancing for the stadium mm-hmm. and the square footage of the stadium, and he thinks the capacity is twenty to twenty-two thousand if the six-foot radius is still in vogue by September fifth for Bowling Green. Didn't he come back and revise that a little bit? Uh, if he did, I do not know, but I do not dispute that he did. Why? When did he had a I thought since. he, yeah, I, I thought he came back and said maybe thirty thousand, thirty. Okay, to 50. he said he originally said thirty, but then he said you know actually twenty to twenty-two. So, but then what about the? I'm assuming the people in the suites can come if there's under ten. I, don't I well, again, I think everything is a moving target, so yeah. I don't blame Gene for being somewhat not evasive, but hey, I only know what I know when I know it, and you yeah. got to make decisions. Yeah. Based off of what you know, so I was thinking about that. And if you are, I mean, twenty-two thousand people just say, "How do you, I mean? How do you determine who's allowed in?" The only thing that I could think of <clears throat> that would be fair would be a lottery system and allow those people in via lottery system. Or if you do win the lottery to go to an Ohio State game, you know, how many people are going to sell that ticket? Because I, th- I got to think it'd be a pretty hot ticket, right? I think a lot of people would sell the ticket to Bowling Green. I don't yeah. think anybody's going to be selling the ticket to uh, Michigan. Yeah. So uh, here, the ESPN story says it would hold a crowd closer to twenty to twenty-two thousand fans and up to forty to fifty thousand if guidelines are relaxed. I'm going to predict their first crowd is closer to fifty thousand than it is to twenty-two. Who, who's the opener against Bowling Green? 
I, I don't know. I think I, and I don't know the confidence of people to go to a game. I think what we're seeing not only here in the state of Ohio, but nationwide is that people are really anxious and the more numbers come out and the more statistics and data that comes out, I think people are gaining confidence each day. That doesn't mean they're being irresponsible. I mm-hmm. just think they're gaining confidence each day on uh, how, how to deal with it. I found out about a guy I know who had COVID-19, uh, was feeling ill one day and asymptomatic the next. So, you know, and it felt like nothing was wrong with him. No. Good. It's amazing. I mean, yeah, obviously – what we do know and what everybody agrees on is the fact that it affects the elderly people and it affects, you know, people in uh, living situations like a prisons or whatever. We, we understand that. And so I think the more people get educated and the more we can protect the vulnerable or those with underlying conditions, mm-hmm. it's incumbent upon those folks and those close to them to do their best to protect them. But the majority, I think, is ready to be smart, be aware, but get back to, to not a new normal, the old normal. I was stunned last night. I saw a poll that 55% of people nationally still think it's too soon to open back up. So I, I don't know that that's um, I, I think the you, right the, the, the I think, sentiment. I don't know that that's an accurate portrayal of the sentiment nationally. No, I don't. I don't think it's accurate at all. And I, I you know, there were six hundred doctors that wrote a letter to the president of the United States begging him to open up because of the repercussions and the consequences of a shutdown and what it's done to the health. of Everything our else is up: suicides, traffic accidents, because people yeah. are driving like idiots. Um, domestic abuse, everything's up. Yeah, way up. Well, heart attacks, suicides. Strokes. I heard heart a doctor attacks, strokes, stroke. cancer, undiagnosed tumors. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's time to go. Difficult to calculate. It's just time to go. Yeah. It's so time to here's go. the mystery on Gene Smith. He went to Twitter after his uh, teleconference and tweeted. Uh, I just want to clarify the number of fans we could host in Ohio Stadium this fall under physical distance guidelines could be as low as 22,000, but also may be as many as 40 to 50,000 if guidelines are relaxed. Well, no gathering of 55,000 people is a (laughs) small gathering. Here's my question. How are they going to keep people from tailgating? I mean, are they going to? I mean, I they have know. university lots that they theoretically could close and say, we're not going to let you in to tailgate. I mean, they might do that. But you know, as well as I do, Chris, when they have a big game, when they have a night game, they'll have 100,000 people in the stadium. They'll have a half a million or more yeah. around the stadium. Now, it's a little different if you know you can't get in. Maybe you go down there to buy a ticket and you decide, nah, I don't want to go in and buy a ticket. Maybe, you know, you're used to staying home, so you stay home for the game. Maybe you have a party at home and have a bunch of people over. I don't know. But it seems to me that's an interesting question to me. And I didn't get to ask a question the other day with a million people on the call. And my question would have been, have you thought about eliminating sports? If it comes down to eliminating or run it like a club but call it varsity, Mm -hmm. then obviously I prefer to do the second option. Sure. I don't, I. I don't want I, 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 I don't want every to cut time I see a Mac school eliminate sports, yeah. I, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it because it's a loss of opportunity for a lot of people that earned uh, the right to be a college athlete. All right, it's 7.30 plus, so uh, let's get the man on the line. What are the chances that when we get Rick Spielman on the phone, he's going to say we're late? Tell me it's your fault. I, I, you were on the soliloquy on the... Uh, the what? Tell the people what soliloquy, that means. Soliloquy, long... Diatribe. Interesting speech. Good morning, Mr. Spielman. How are you? It's what times are 630, (laughs) 6.33? Yeah, see, I told you. I said, what are the chances Rick Spielman says we're late? And Chris goes, well, you're late. I'm like, you were talking. I couldn't get you to stop talking. Bruce has a little issue. He gets a TV guys, Rick. They just can't get him quiet. Can't hit a break. Just, just you know, just let's, give me a time and let's stick to it. I'm I'm with you. I'm trying to do that. Are Are you on the treadmill, on the stepper? What are you on? No, I just got back from my 45-minute walk oh. with a dog. He, take, he takes his dogs for a walk every morning. How, ma- how many dogs, yeah. Rick? Uh, we're down to two. They're all rescue dogs, three. though, right? Yeah, they're all rescue dogs. 
went and played golf the other day. I chipped so bad. I did a three-hour lesson last night. My hands are bleeding. Are, your hands are still bleeding? From chipping. It shouldn't be that hard, should it? No, it be but that much you have to be somewhat athletic, and that's one thing we know that an area that you, yeah. know, you maybe struggle a little bit with. No, uh, I'm very athletic. In fact, my instructor said I was very athletic after I paid him four grand. <laughs> Your instructor said that? Oh, yeah, you're very athletic. Yeah. I would say that to all the stuff. Yeah, exactly. Racket that you're running right now. Speaking of athletics, did you know that Bruce Lee was a two-time state champion in cross country? Here we go. Did you know that? Was that athletic? I mean, I, that, I mean, everybody can run in a straight line, so I wouldn't yeah, exactly call it athletic, yeah. but yeah. You may have to avoid a stump every now and then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to show yeah. some lateral agility. He likes to that, bring it up every single podcast. No, he Bruce brings <laughs> brought it up more guest. than once. And so now I feel that I need to constantly remind people that Bruce was a two-time state champion at West Liberty Salem High School. That is correct. Was that What's that, Division 10? Uh, that was uh, that was single A back in the day. It was that old. You remember single A, double A, and triple A, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, but there, there was a single A. There I was. Mean, how many yeah. runners were there? Four. Yeah. How uh, many people in single A run straight line for ever? Uh, seven on a team. Yeah. In fact. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So all three teams. Yeah. Boy, this apple didn't fall far from the tree, did it? The intention to have you on was to ridicule your brother, not me. But I see now, as, as Carrie Spielman warned me this morning, I might be subjected to an, uh, an unwitting participant in pain games. We didn't give out plaques for that. That was a badge of courage. Yes, yes. exactly. Uh, the rumor is that you still have, perhaps framed on your wall somewhere, the uh, NFL scouting report for the NFL Combine on your brother, Chris The Field. card. Is that accurate or not? The card. No, it's a card. And I, every draft since I've been doing this uh, almost 30 years is I've always had his card with me. And it seems the – not to be sentimental, but it does bring somewhat. Uh, we've had some pretty successful drafts with that. Although every time I send him a picture of it every year and a five flat forty, it's just it's it's like annoying to him. He still thinks he can it's, run faster than that well, as of today. First of all, Bruce is a writer and he's a reporter, so he's interested in facts. And so yeah. when he gets something that is filled and with a lies, cross country championship. <laughs> that's true. Man. That's true. But he, if you get something with lies, Bruce, why do you promote lies? Well, I told you the reason he has the card is because it wants he wants to keep himself honest, not to get too fascinated with numbers and times and all that because football players can come in all forms. All forms, yes. Am I accurate, Rick? Yes, I do. Uh, yeah, all shapes and sizes. But why do you keep uh, the card? What's the point of that? I don't get it. What's the point? Maybe it bugs like you. I have this. I have this metal stool that I took from Detroit okay. with me in 1992, and it's sitting right by me right now. Because I, uh, uh, so I have a lot of I don't want to call them superstitions. Yeah, you do. In fact, you're OCD. <laughs> but yes, I'm very regimented in everything I do. Yes, to be honest you with are. You. So. Uh, that way you don't forget anything. If you do the exact same thing every day, you never forget anything. All right. What, what, I mean, the, like, what is the the purpose of the stool? First of all, how'd you get like that? Or were you always, I don't remember you always, well, I guess you were always kind of like yeah, that. Yeah, no, in eighth grade, when I played at Layman Junior High, I had to need an onion before every basketball game. <laughs> why? I remember that now. Because, why? <laughs> because. And it had to be wrapped in tinfoil. Why is that? Did you have a good game when you did that before? Or yeah, what? the first time I did it, I hit like. Well, they didn't have three pointers back then. We were still shooting in a peach basket. But, yeah. Uh, no, I had a really good game, and so from there on, I uh, always had a raw onion wrapped in tinfoil before every game. Hey, um, yeah, well. Oh, I know a guy that won't. See, I, I got. I got. I'm talking to my doctor after this, but go ahead. Yeah, okay. please do. I, I know that. Uh, I know that you you didn't do this, but uh, a lot of people that listen to our show are Browns fans. What what can they expect from Kevin Stefanski, Rick, and and just what type type of coach he is, personality, all that good stuff. Uh, excellent football coach. Very intelligent. Uh, Princeton, not Prince, uh, grad. Very, very smart, very cerebral, uh, never really gets rattled no matter what the situation is. 
Uh, he's coached almost every position on offense except for the offensive line. Uh, came up through the ranks, uh, came in, in fact, when I first came in here with Brad Childress, is kind of Brad Childress's admin and right-hand man, and then got into quality control. But uh, excellent at game planning, trying to create matchups, uh, you know, when he was our offensive coordinator to try to expose some personnel on defense. Uh, but everything that he's been through and experienced, even, you know, when he took over as the offensive coordinator before being named full-time offensive coordinator, that's a tough job to do, especially the last three or four games of the season. And the players bought into him. They bought into his messaging um, for a, I would say, a uh, very even-keeled guy. Uh, he's very good speaking in front of the team, uh, gives very good messages, and I think he's going to have great success. Uh, Rick, you know what he likes to call, and you know your personnel. You probably have some familiarity with the Browns' personnel in terms of skill-wise, Nick Chubb, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. Uh, does – Kevin Stefanski have a bread and butter or maybe a, a way he likes to attack defenses that you see the Browns personnel fitting into? Yeah, I don't know what he's going to run. I know his uh, background is a lot of the West Coast and a lot of the Shanahan Kubiak stuff uh, that he learned last year. Um, I think he'll come up with, you know, a variety of things. Um, he's very smart in adapting his systems to the strength of the personnel. Uh, I know he's hired some very good coaches up there, and uh, I think as they put their their playbook together, they're going to, you know, have a basis and a philosophy of what they want to do. Um, but then he'll adjust that to the type of personnel that they do have. You know, the I think the challenging thing is for for anybody that's coaching the Browns is you you got a as you said a guy that's full of pee and vinegar quarterback in, in Baker Mayfield. How is his relationships with quarterbacks, at least when I watched him work in, in practice and had a chance to talk to him, it, it, I think the calm, never get rattled, might benefit him in his relationship with Baker. I, yeah, no, that, that, I think that's what, the, especially at that position, and Baker is so uh, competitive and wants to win so bad and wants to do well. Um, and I remember, you know, watching Baker play as Oklahoma – and West Virginia came into Oklahoma uh, before, uh, when he was coming out. And the uh, intensity that he plays with uh, makes him such uh, potential to be a really, really very good quarterback in this league. But I think at that position, too, you have to be able to calm down when things are starting to get frantic. And uh, I think Kevin will be a very good balance for Baker. Uh, because of his competitiveness and wanting to win so bad and wanting to do so well that Kevin will be a calming influence on him to settle him down at times when he get, does get rattled. Uh, your draft, Rick Spielman, got rave reviews. I wonder how you would review it from a operational standpoint. Was it harder this year, or was it just once you get past the idea of doing it remotely and everything that you, as you assess the communication and the kinds of things you like to have typically during a draft that, you know, hey, we were still able to do everything we wanted to do, even though we were all in different locations? Uh, it was probably uh, one of the most challenging things that I had to face in my 30 years in this league, but also probably one of the most rewarding uh, drafts to get through because of the challenges and the adversities that were put in front of us. Um, you know, our IT people, I can't say enough about them. You know, they wrote a story. Um, SI.com, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty good tale of it where I actually went and lived in a JW Marriott for 30 days mm -hmm. um, just so we can uh, function with the bandwidth that we needed. Um, and, and our IT people, like they're the MVPs of this draft because we give them or I tell them what direction we want to go, what we need to be able to accomplish and give them the freedom which I think any great leader does give your people the freedom to come up with creative ways uh, to function uh, in, in the circumstances we were in and let them fail. And they came up with two or three things and the things they came up with, I think gave us a huge competitive advantage. I think we've repped it so many times going into that draft from how we were going to operate uh, in different chat rooms 
I think I had a total with my six screen uh, draft board in my house, along with four other screens. I had 10 different screens going at the same time and just getting familiar with that. But what we learned is we became a lot more efficient at some of our processes that we do. And so we will apply those processes as we go forward uh, into the future. You know, the other thing was the big challenge of, you know, working from home. I've always gone to the office seven days a week and, you know, usually putting in a lot of time every day. And that was a little bit of an adjustment at first, uh, not only for me, but for my wife. And uh, yeah, by the way, who, who has trained you well? Because yes. so, just to clear that up, well, we're we're getting ready to go into uh, phases of getting back into the building. Phase one, phase two, phase three, and coaches and the uh, basically the players will not be back in until phase three, whenever that is determined. Uh, but somehow, I got into the. I was the only football person that got admitted into phase one, which. Technically, we may be able to start going back into the building yesterday, and we had a, a, a management meeting with all our vice presidents and EVPs, and uh, Eric Sugarman, our head athletic trainer, spoke up and said yes. He said, uh, Michelle Spielman called last night, and <laughs> she gave me $10,000 to get Rick into phase one, so he's now into phase one. <laughs> And I says, well, that's it. I said, Shook, she called the Timberwolves. She called the Minnesota Wilds. She called the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> you were the only one that took the 10 grand. They yeah. wanted more to get me the heck out of the house. Hey, uh, I, I got to ask you, though, and this is one thing that, you know, it's a podcast, so it's a, it's a little different type of conversation. But, you know, it is uh, you do work awfully long. Most general managers work awfully long hours and you're not home a lot. Did you find, or is there something that you're going to implement where maybe there's going to be opportunities for you where you don't have to be in the building 24 seven and have a bed in your office and all that type of thing? Did you, uh, is there something that you've learned along the way that maybe you can be just as efficient without maybe uh, being I there all the time? I probably, yeah, it could be uh, even more efficient in some of the stuff I do from where I'm working. The, issue is trying to convince my wife of that yeah and uh, so that's a, yeah. a whole another thing but no it's uh you know the, the probably the the greatest experience i had on this whole draft besides uh going through the process was that your family and i think when you saw, watch the draft and your family's actually got to be a part of that and to see what their dad does and to see how it actually what is happening on draft day um, it's almost, I would equate it to like your kids being on a sideline. If your dad's a football coach, like me and Chris were fortunate enough mm -hmm. to do, mm -hmm. but to have my son, Ronnie sitting next to me and marking names off in case the power went out and uh, my daughter Whit coming in when we made the first round pick and then, uh, coming back in for the second round pick and, or the second time we picked in the first round and storming out the door. Cause I traded again. Yeah. She <laughs> hates when I trade. Yeah, Cause she wanted to go but to bed. She did. She, yeah, she just, she goes, uh, which it was, uh, the, it was great to see the families involved in this draft. Um, you know, when they had the cameras on all the GMs and the head coaches and, and I thought that was very unique. It was very unique for the families. Uh, my daughter got, she said she, her friend, she had 28 Texas, uh, when they saw her on TV and now she's famous. Well, it, so. <laughs> well, listen, wait, real quick, Rick, maybe give a little bit of background because this is, you know, we, we talk about everything on this podcast. Maybe get a little bit of background on, on Whitney and your family and how you and Michelle uh, came about your family because it's a unique story and not everybody in Ohio or that listens to us nationally knows the story and what you and Michelle have done. Well, I, again, I, I am uh, probably blessed, the most blessed man on this earth to have the wife I have because, you know, she uh, she's the rock of the, the family. Uh, we adopted six kids, uh, all African-American kids out of the foster care system. Um, our youngest daughter, Whitney, who I was just referring to, has special needs and probably the light of our whole entire family and uh she is the the rock and 
because she wakes up and never has a bad day. Mm. And for her, uh, she has cerebral palsy, but is able to function, uh, but can't wait to get up in the morning and start the new day and, and just go. And uh, it's, it's incredible because when you have a, a child, especially a special needs child, it just puts a whole different reflection on life. And when you think you have a bad day and you're come home uh, and, or if you lost the game and on Monday you're all mad and you get a hug from your daughter uh, when you walk into the house, there isn't anything in this life better than that. And uh, so we're very blessed, I think, on how our family was put together. And I do, I give 100% credit to, to my wife and, and her being, uh, you know, the uh, GM of this house. And you, I know she's got a ticket to heaven. I'm just trying to hang on yeah. to her coattails. <laughs> you know, uh, the cool thing about Whitney and the cool story is that during this COVID-19 lockdown, Whitney was an essential worker. Correct at the yeah she's at, a at the grocery store yeah at a grocery store London Barley here in Minnesota and you know she works technically she's scheduled three days a week four hours a day and every day she wakes up she calls to see if she can come in and um, she just loves her job she's she's not a grocery bagger she's a courtesy service provider. And her whole goal right now is to work up to be able to work the cash register. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but every day she can't wait to get up. And I wish half of our players are, yeah. and we have good players had just the attitude and the work ethic that she has when she goes to work every day, uh, to do what she does. And she has a huge passion for that. And she loves being around people and helping them take their bags and, um, she just is incredible, uh, force in this house and an incredible inspiration to everybody. Yeah. It's, it's well, even for like when Carrie and I talked to her and I, I was thinking about her actually driving in here this morning because when we, when you were telling me some of the stories, I was thinking about, um, how God uses her. Right. And I have a theory that it's called the GVF theory. God's very fair. You know, maybe right. God didn't give her all the physical ability or athletic ability or whatever it is in the world, but he gave her a will and a determination and a servant's heart. And that's going to have, it has an effect on me, to be honest with you. You talk about inspiration. I mean, just hearing her talk about it is, uh, it's funny how God uses everybody. In his way, yeah. I, I I think so. I I mean, I don't know if you feel that way. I know I feel that way about her. Well, you know, you, you know, when we went through the adoption process, and then, uh, you know, everybody asked, "Are you sure, you know, you, you want to adopt someone with special needs?" And uh, you know, you go through that decision, and to tell you that that was probably the greatest and probably proudest decision we've ever made of to adopt her at eight months of age and watch everything she's 18 right now and watch everything she's been through and been through it with a lot of courage and a lot of desire from all the surgeries that she has from everything else that she had to overcome um it, it's it's a blessing and i can't imagine our lives without her being part of it when you go through a big decision like that about adopting a, a special needs child, I mean, was did you guys pray about that a lot, or did you feel like God was? I think driving I, you to I, that. I think God has a plan for everybody, and you don't know what that plan is. Um, you know, family was very important to us. We weren't able to have a family, but to reflect back, and I remember how hard it was to start this family uh, when we first adopted our first two sons together and you know the plan that came in place with that on uh you know and i don't want to take up all your podcast time here but you know we can, to go down you're to fine south side, there's no time limit yeah <laughs> to go to south side chicago and we just uh had gotten our licenses foster care and uh there were 90 couples down there and uh what they do is they bring children that are in foster care that they're looking to adopt. They're called adoption fairs and they put a uh, little, uh, 
pins on their uh, or little ribbons on their shirts if they want the uh, sibling group to be adopted together. And we went through uh, a very rainy day, horrible weather, 90 couples down there. There were only four kids that showed up for the adoption mm. day. So I didn't even go outside. Uh, my wife went in, took a sweep around in this little classroom, lying a mile long. Uh, she came out crying, you know, we'll never be able to have any children. And then three days later, uh, they called us and said, hey, I think we have two brothers that, you you know, we'd like you to wow. consider adopting. And uh, we says, well, we'd love to meet them. And uh, they said, well, you already met them. They were at the adoption fair. And to me, that's God's intervention telling you that yeah. I didn't even go in. My wife was crying because she couldn't believe that all these people and two of those four kids in there ended up being uh, Ronnie and JD, two of our sons that we first adopted. So those are things that I, I do believe that, that God, you know, intervenes in your life and he has a plan for you. You don't know what it is. You always want things to happen fast, but they happen when you're ready or in time. And when they do, yeah, you know, we are so fortunate and blessed. And it was the same thing, you know, with Whitney, when we adopted her at eight months, she couldn't even sit up. Um, and you know, the doctor said that, she, you know, she, she may be, uh, not be able to ever walk now. She downhill skis, she bowls, she's working. Uh, and again, I give all the credit to my wife for all the therapies and rehabs yeah. because she's the one that has, has taken her all this stuff. Well, and, it's a uh, team effort, but yeah, I mean, Michelle's been, um, remarkable. Maybe uh, tell the folks like how, how you found, cause it, I mean, you also have Juan and you adopted Lewis and Omi, but the, the, the unique story with with uh, Whitney and Whitney was I believe out of Miami and maybe yeah. tell that a little bit about where how she was left at was she left at the hospital or uh, I, clarify yeah, that for me yeah she was abandoned at the hospital um, and uh, she had a great foster mom initially uh, and uh, but no one knew what was the matter with her uh, the mother. Uh, who we don't know, uh, abandoned her. She had a stroke at birth. Uh, she had part of her brain uh, that was missing and then uh, cerebral palsy. So, um, but we didn't know that at the time. We knew she had a special needs, but we just didn't know what. And we didn't know why she wasn't developing. Well, she had these, I remember first time holding her, she had these huge Coke bottle glasses on and uh would just lay there with hardly any reaction and uh, what we found out was they had the wrong prescription on her eyes and so technically she couldn't see she was blind and i'm blessed enough to be in a position i'm in to have the ability to get uh good medical care and we took her right away to a couple of the uh, the best doctors down there in the Miami area that I was able to get access to and found out as soon as we changed her prescription on her glasses, all of a sudden she started to develop and thrive. And something as little as that, um, you know, that, that you wouldn't even think of. And who knows, you know, like I'm never going to say that me and Michelle ever did anything great because we have gotten so much more in return, good and bad, but what family is that we would have never experienced if we didn't adopt those kids. Hey, Rick, I'm curious. You're a very busy guy. You have a very demanding job, and everybody fills their life up with a lot of things. Um, we, we're all busy. How do you make time to grow spiritually and stay connected and you know maintain your center spiritually amid all your responsibilities as a dad, as a husband, as a Vikings GM, I mean, you got a lot on your plate. Yeah, no, I always try. I think mental health is a huge uh, part of that. And, you know, as a leader, I think your responsibility is you have to take care of yourself first, your emotional health, your mental health, your physical health. And if you're not taking care of that, and people watch what you do, and I had to learn this uh as i be as i grew as a leader is that people are always watching and if you're not taking care of yourself and you're not doing this or that uh the, then the people that work for you why why are they not doing that 
you know, we were, I was really big into mental health about three years ago. We went through the uh, Everson Griffin thing. And um, so we had uh, tried to be a, one of the leaders in the NFL on mental health and providing the services necessary, not only for our, our players, uh, but our coaches, but it evolved into our whole entire staff now has access 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 uh, to mental health experts. Um, you know, from the uh, spiritual standpoint, every morning at five when I get up and walk my dogs, it's completely quiet. It's usually dark. Um, but that's my time to just, I, I say a rosary the whole time I walk. Uh, I do my own version of it with a squeeze ball. Um, but that's my... <laughs> It's my, me and my brother have a tendency to take the rule and kind of bend it to where it fits us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This works sense. for me. I don't know about this you, but I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. And I know I'm not getting, as long as I'm doing what I you know, that, yeah. I don't think the, God will care how you do your rosaries, but I, I came up with a kind of my way of, of how I, it spiritually fills me every morning. Mm -hmm. And then when I come back and, you know, in Michelle's contract, when she married me 33 years ago, I get two fried eggs and a protein uh, sandwich before I go to work and uh, off and ready to start the day. Well, I think, too, that you're, the team does a good job, and most teams do this. Like, And I don't know if folks are aware of this, but this is kind of going inside that most teams offer like a team chaplain or – access to for catholics if on gate night before game where you, obviously you can't go to mass on sunday so they offer you bring in priests even on the road right correct and and you also yeah, have guest have speakers a, or chaplains on the road for the non-denominational guys yeah we have two services on saturday nights um our chaplain is in probably two or three times a week now he's um, a great guy by the way too yeah tom lamphere that uh leads Bible services. His wife leads Bible studies uh, for the wives as well. They lead Bible studies for everybody in the building. So the business side uh, also is involved in our Bible studies. Uh, and then we have a Catholic priest, uh, Father Mike, uh, who uh, comes at times with us on the road, but does all of our home games, depending on his obligations at the church. But every team um, has access to a priest. So when we do go on the road, uh, we usually get a local priest that will come in and, and do mass for the Catholics. And then we also have a chapel and a, a chaplain and a guest speaker who my brother has done that once or twice, I believe, yeah. for our, our team and, uh, and sharing his story. Um, it, it's the, in the Wilfs and most owners are, are extremely, I, at least what I've experienced have been very supportive of this, correct? Yes. The, the, the Wilfs, um, uh, are a unique ownership group. Um, they are number one priority is their faith, but also their family. And they have had success through a family business and they want to trickle that success in that family and supportive uh, atmosphere uh, through the Vikings organization. And that's part of my job from the football side and our COO on the business side uh, to filter that message down through our entire organization. As we wrap up, I, there is one thing that's not at all in the uh, vein of the serious and uh, you know uplifting topics we've been talking about. But as a former sports writer, I am... So curious if something your brother told me about you is true. I have to know. Do you really have three million Marriott points? Uh, actually, because I'm a little bit of a hoarder on Marriott points uh, <laughs> and mileage points, and my wife asks me every day, why do you not spend those? I says, I, in my life, I never want to go homeless. And as of... Uh, Today, I just pulled up my Bon Voyage. Uh, I have 3,137,278 points uh, as of today. So wow. that is a lot of points, and I know I can stay at a Fairfield Inn for the rest of my yeah, life. No yeah, kidding. Can. no kidding. Man. And when you host Uncle Mike and Aunt Jen and Uncle Chris and Aunt Carrie – 
can you get us something besides a Fairmont next time? Can you up the well, ante just a tad? Yeah, no, it's, I've got a very high maintenance uh, in-laws and brothers. <laughs> and when I do use no. my Mario points, yeah. it's very hard for me to give up. But it is. It's a torture for him. I don't know what to do. but It's I like God saying, it. you know, give it away a little bit. You got to, God's making you give it away a little bit. And, I, I'll and... give anything away but my Marriott points. And <laughs> those are very hard for me. And for some reason, my He's such a weird my, dude, isn't he? He's so weird. Yeah, family. sister-in-law. We have to stay at the Ritz-Carlton everywhere we go. <laughs> I'm waiting for a future Vikings draft day trade where you get back a fifth rounder, a sixth rounder, and a half a million Marriott points. Yeah. Yeah, that ain't going to happen, right? That's one deal you won't no. make. <laughs> no, no. Now, as Chris said, I could have, uh, with my trade history, I could have found a cure for a coronavirus, but yeah. I would have traded it for a fifth-round pick. Yeah. One of his <laughs> followers set out. Yeah, yeah they, they were, but they were some good ones. I trade my Marriott points. One uh, asked <laughs> if, if you traded mom. I said you did, and they, they sent her back. She flunked the physical. Bad knees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rick, we really appreciate you joining us. It's always a treat to catch up with you, man. Thanks that was so awesome. much. Oh, it's great. Yeah, no, make sure you edit the podcast. So, yeah. uh, uh, it'll be course. edited, yeah. <laughs> There's only so much I can do with Facebook Live. At the beginning, will be edited. The podcast will be edited, yes. And we know you were kidding. Uh, we know you were kidding. Yes. Yeah, don't okay, worry. It's well, fine. Yeah, let's, let's do this again, but when you give me a time, can we please start on time? I've yeah. got a busy schedule. I'm, yeah. I'll interrupt right. him next time yeah. he's talking. I'll just make the call. <laughs> yeah. Okay? <laughs> Thanks, buddy. All right. Well, it's it's hard, right. Rick. You see what I deal with every day. Oh, I don't know how you deal with it, bud. I got to drive out here through the hinterlands. All he does, he says, all I do is give, give, give. That's right. That's our motto, right, Rick? Give, give, give. That's all we do. Everybody's got a cross to bear. Oh, I know. I carry Bruce every day. Along hey, with Bruce, that, I, I tell you, the next time I get in the area, I would love to come over and see the plaques that you use for coasters. I yeah, can, you I got it, man. Well, it'll, it'll, don't okay, worry. You we'll, can put a great big old Vikings tumbler on. We'll get the Hall of, of Fame speech that I gave. Yeah. <laughs> He's got an induction. You can hear about Butch and how Butch dominated in three sports yeah. at West Liberty Salem. Yeah. So it's a, it's quite the treat. I'm surprised. You, know, uh, you might yeah. want to draft Butch. <laughs> You have to do a podcast on it someday. It's it's, it's exhausting, Rick. It's exhausting hearing his his accomplishments. Oh, have a good day, my friend. Enjoy your protein and your uh, protein sandwich and your two fried eggs. All right. All right, Chris. Good luck, bud. I I, I, I feel for you. I understand. Uh, Those Marriott points make a lovely gift to the Hooli girls at graduation. Just telling you. See you, man. Take care, buddy. All right. There you go. Rick Spielman, Vikings general manager. See, isn't that the coolest story about Boy, the his, adoption? the story and no, of, he, he, like, like every single one, and I'm not surprised, there. every single one of the children when they adopted them is their own unique special story. Yeah, there is. And yeah. just to go to show their hearts is, yeah. wow. you know, their dogs aren't from breeders, right? They're all mm. rescue dogs. Yep. All of them. Ever since I've known him, they've had rescue dogs and, you know, just with all kind of issues, believe me. Their dogs are also weird. I got to tell you, the I find the combination of tenderness and toughness in the Spielman brothers quite fascinating. I don't know what that means, but I think you're both very tough guys, among the toughest guys I know. But you're also both very have a very tender side. Yeah, soft side. Yeah, I know. Damn it. Yeah. Well, that's Sonny and Nancy right there. That's what that <laughs> yeah, is. That's, that's yeah, Sonny and Nancy. That's really, uh, I never really thought of that, but yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. So we've had a great time today. Um, remember, uh, get your nominations in. Podcast at gmail.com. Folks, there are 30 million plus people out of work. There are, you know, I think 30 million is pretty accurate number for those who are unemployed. Mm -hmm. There are many who cannot register because if you were self-employed and think how many small business owners that is, you can't file. And so there are many out there. My point is, you know, someone who you would love to call and say, Hey, I was thinking of you and I nominated you and they pulled my name today. And, uh, I got 250, they're $250 coming your way. Sean Hammond, Michelle Colley, Cody Hostetler, Herb Howenstein and Josh Snyder get to make that phone call today. And That's we'd like great. for you to make that phone call today. So nominate them, Spielman Hooley Podcast at gmail.com. If you are uh, 
find yourself amid reopening or employer issues or anything like that and you need an attorney, the attorney you need is Willis Spangler Starling on Truman Boulevard in Hilliard. They can handle any situation. They're a full-service law firm, workers' comp, social security disability, wills and estate planning, personal injury, employment law, great people, great people, highest integrity and character. And it's not such a big firm where you go in and, oh, you're meeting with somebody and maybe someday you'll get to meet with an attorney. No, you sit down with the attorney, Willis Spangler Starling. Willis Spangler Starling is online at willisattorneys.com. Rick, I thought, gave us a great, you know, faith segment with just his heart um, making himself available. He talked about um, everybody has a role, everybody has a purpose in life. And I really loved what he said about timing, about how you want to make it happen on your schedule, but it's going to happen on God's schedule. And I think sometimes when you're in the midst of uncertainty, and many people are, as we talked about the unemployment numbers, and you want answers, you want clarity. Waiting is hard. Waiting is hard. And you can be desiring something really good, something that you know is in God's will. Somebody right now who's going through a divorce, you know that's not God's will. And you mm-hmm. want maybe one partner wants to reconcile and the other partner doesn't. And you're like, why, why, why? Well, people have free will, and the other per- party may not respond to your overtures to reconcile. So it's just a thing where waiting can be difficult. And um, I believe it's a verse in Isaiah, that those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength, they will um, soar like eagles. So I just encourage you in this time of uncertainty across so many different spectrums that uh, seek God through prayer, through Bible reading, be introspective, and know that even though you don't get the answers you want right away, you don't get clarity right away, God cares for you. God loves you. And I understand how hard it is to wait because I've spent seasons of my life, as have you, waiting on clarity and waiting on resolution. <laughs> and and to, to just go off of that, I thought it was interesting. And those of you that listen to the podcast know that uh, I'm a big C.S. Lewis fan. I think he was brilliant and makes you think about difficult subjects maybe confusing subjects at times Mm -hmm. and has the unique gift of being able to relay the message of christianity the message of faith uh as well as anybody in the history of the world besides jesus himself in my opinion i just think he's just remarkable on how he can communicate so it heal your soul then the healing of the mind and body will follow. So if we heal our soul or make our soul well, there's an old hymn, my soul is well. I don't know. It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul, right? It's a great song for, I I don't even know. You know the back history on that hymn? No, but I would love to hear it. And since we have a podcast, you can tell me it. But I just want to finish with what else he says is that a voice is calling on your soul to wake up and rise. And for those of you struggling in, out there and that have issues or that have uh, problems, in fact, you know, this is, I'm going to call somebody when I leave here today who just lost his wife to cancer. Mm. There's not words that I can say to make this guy feel better, but I'm just going to encourage him that it's going to get better. That's all I can do because I, I, I don't know what else to do. I just want to encourage him to keep healing his soul. And then, then everything else will be healed. And I, but I just love that that last part of that, and it just you know it speaks directly to me. It's, it's it's interesting how we we look at different things in life where we read different things. You read a lot, I read a lot. A voice is calling on your soul to wake up and rise, not to cower. You know what I mean? Not to live free and, and live in freedom with with Christ. Live free. This is, it's calling your soul. It's, I got this. It's going to be okay. I believe that. I live that. And more importantly, I've experienced that. So I just want to encourage everybody to do that this week. Uh, The hymn, It Is Well With My Soul, is published in 1876, is written by Horatio Spofford. It was written after several traumatic events in his life 
the death of his four-year-old son oh, amid the great Chicago fire of 1871, which ruined him financially. He had been a successful lawyer. And then in 1873, he planned to travel to Europe with his family on a ship. He had a late change of plans that caused him to send the family ahead while he was delayed on some uh, business concerns in Chicago. While crossing the Atlantic Ocean, the ship sank after collision with another sea vessel. Mm. All four, all four of his daughters died. His wife survived and sent a famous telegram that started, Saved Alone. Uh, He then wrote the verses to the song that became, It Is Well With My Soul. And what the first verse is, When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, Whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Yeah. That's the kind of strength we're talking about. Yeah. It's not fun to be in that storm. It's no. not fun to suffer. Tom Ryan, if you uh, were with us a few weeks ago, you can find the podcast. talks about chosen suffering. Yeah. Lean into it. Tom has triumphed over out of nowhere death of his five-year-old son, Teague, from a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Um, sorrow happens. Another another person who's talked about choosing suffering to grow basically uh i don't know if you know who dan crenshaw yeah is. the uh, congressman yeah, with the, from texas with the eye with the eye injury yeah the eye injury yeah. uh wrote, just wrote a book also about how you know we we have to there's points in time where we have no other choice but to choose to suffer to grow and his choice when like when he was telling a story on the radio the other day and I thought that I think the guy is fascinating regardless of where you are politically it doesn't matter he's a fascinating human being for his eye to heal he had to spend six weeks looking down at the ground because of some pressure in his eye or something wow. like that six weeks and he said it was not as bad as you think because it was better than where I was and that I knew that it was going to get better. So I chose to go through that, and my attitude made all the difference in the world about how he chose to go through looking at the ground for six weeks. So it strength. is well with my soul, my friend. I hope it is with yours, too. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we hope you all have a great weekend. We hope you'll review us on iTunes. We hope you'll send us an email with a nomination for COVID-19 relief, Podcast at gmail.com. Patronize our sponsors, HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. AUI Info for all you small business owners who need questions answered. Uh, they will do it for you. We have uh, you're, you're now Spangler uh, Starling yes. attorneys and, of course, <laughs> SpielmanCBD.com. And you've which tried promise, it. promising results, I will say, promising <laughs> results. And I'm, I didn't doubt that it would work. No, I believe I get it. in homeopathic a- remedies. It's just when you experience it yourself, you're like, wow, this is awesome. Yeah. So and, great. And you're not going to say that just to say it. I you will not say-, say it. I take no financial remunerations. Right. Are you doing your um, Facebook Live Sunday morning? I believe I will do a Facebook Live Sunday morning, yes. Oh, good. Nine do you know what the topic is? I do not know. I'm awaiting inspiration on that. Maybe share the story of Whitney a little bit of how she inspired somebody yeah. like me by uh, excited about bagging I groceries. Story. I love that story. And I'm going to go back with, and listen to Rick. That was And doing it with all the pride and passion in the world. Yeah, that's awesome. God's very fair, Bruce. Yes, God, he, he gives us a lot. He doesn't give us everything. Really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. We'd love to grow it, so tell your friends about it. And um, if you like the content, if it strengthens you, and we hope that uh, you'll become a regular listener, subscribe on iTunes, on Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Google Play, any podcast platform. Have a great weekend.